This is a shock podcast. Shock. The C word with Callista. Exactly one year ago on the C word with Callista, I brought my uncle all the way from Canada onto the podcast because he is a professional ghost hunter. So he told us all about the process, like what he's discovered so far. He even showed us some evidence. And we also talked about that link between my mom's side of the family. So my granddad was actually a medium and he kind of passed on some abilities to some family members. So I'm getting all of those family members together this Halloween to tell some real life true ghost stories. This is going to be a two episode Halloween special for the C Word with Callista. And I think we should start at the beginning. So Uncle Wally, welcome back to the show. I know we talked a lot about the stories you had during your investigations, but I was wondering if you had any specifically family related. And of course, of course, mom is here as well to tell her stories in a bit. And uh, obviously, most people that are listening to this are not going to be family. So just a little backstory. Patty is actually my aunt who unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Uh, Gary's her eldest son, who is my cousin. And later on, we're going to be talking about an Uncle Johnny who passed away way before I was born. So yeah, those are the main characters of the stories today. I know we talked about a lot of the stories that you had when you did investigations, but I was wondering if you had any stories that were family related. I do. I have one because I did, like when we had the chat uh, last October, we went through a, a lot of instances of experiences and stuff like that. But believe it or not, this one, it, uh, it, it didn't happen to me, but I got involved in it because it was happening to Patty, your aunt Patty. She was in bed, uh, obviously sort of settling in to go to sleep. And John was in the washroom, which was just across the hall. And Patty heard a voice calling, where are you? So, of course, she shouted to John and asked him. She said, I'm here. I'm in the bedroom. Why are you asking where I am? And John came out and says, I never said anything. So, of course, Patty's now sort of getting a little bit, you know. And uh, she's laying down in the bed and she could hear something at the bottom of the bed like a rustly type of, you know, movement type of sound. And she couldn't figure out what it was, and she's just staring and staring and staring. And then she saw like a bit of movement coming up from the bottom of the bed, and it was looked grey and round. And as it got further and further up, it was an old lady's head, grey hair, just floating up above the bottom of the bed. So, of course, Patty's freaking. So, uh, and she kept feeling or hearing, where are you? And as she's looking down, at the bottom of the bed where her feet are, the head started coming up towards her, floating up the bed. So, of course, now Patty is totally freaked, throws her bedclothes over the covers, screaming, and she could feel the tugging, something tugging at the bedclothes to try and get her out, her head out of there, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's tugging. So she's screaming more and more, and then the tugging pulled really hard, and it was John saying, what's the matter with you? All you're doing is lying in bed screaming. And, of course, Patty <laughs> said this. His head came floating up from the bottom of the bed. <laughs> I don't know what it is with old ladies in our family, but uh, this was another old lady. Anyway, so we, she brought it to me, and I went to the house and had a good look around, checking for, you know, what things could have been moving around and all this sort of stuff. But there was nothing. This was a couple of days later. But I did actually do some research on the house, and it was actually built over the top of a filled-in quarry. Now, as wow. to whether there's anything down in that quarry, I couldn't tell you. I'd but be more surprised if there's not. <laughs> frightened Patty really bad 
And I don't know I whether Gary that. remember that. I don't remember if Gary was around, if he'd remember that at all. But uh, I didn't see anything or do anything. I just sort of uh, kind of investigated, if you want a better phrase. But it really shook Patty up. Okay, so that is my story. And I hope you sleep well at night. <laughs> and don't, make, sure you, make sure you got a light on just in case, because you just never know, yes. do you? <laughs> But you said Patty was the one who had the strongest part of the Psychic. gift, I suppose. Yeah, right? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. She did a lot of writings and all that sort of stuff, similar to myself. But, you know, it was just, it's just there. Everybody has it. You know, it's not, a, yes. it's hard to say who's the strongest or what it is. It's just, Everybody has it. Some people will embrace it and others will just say, oh, no, don't do it. That scares me. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe that uh, that poor lady that, that uh, floated, or the poor head that floated up towards Paddy from the bottom of her bed, maybe she was trying to make contact with Paddy, but at the time, you know, oof, she didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. just frightened the bloody life out of her. So this was probably before she kind of embraced it because you said she did a lot of other stuff after that, right? I should imagine, yes. I should imagine. It was, it was, she hadn't long got married, that's for sure. So she was young. So, uh, you know, mm, she, yeah. she got married before we did. Mm, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe, you know, as she uh, sort of got older and uh, wiser, yeah, maybe it all started kicking in, which is, it happens to us all, you know. It, you're so busy living your lives, you don't even notice half the stuff that's going on around you. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. It's in the quiet times, and I don't know what it is, but bedtime is not a good time sometimes. Yeah, true. <laughs> we, we talked about that, actually, because I asked you, right, like, how come, uh, like, why do you think since I've moved over to Kiel, I don't get many experiences anymore? Yep. And the other day, actually for whatever reason it was. It was the day I woke up late because I had one of those dreams where it didn't feel like I was asleep. And then suddenly I woke up and I was in bed. It was very confusing. And on the same day when I was leaving work, I saw this guy go into the lift and I ran to click the lift because I was like just maybe five, five, six steps behind him. I ran yeah. and I turned in to go into the lift and say, oh, sorry. And there was no one there. Wow. <laughs> That's the, uh, that's the first time something like that has happened since I've moved here. Did you get on the lift? I did because I stepped in before I realized there was no one there. Then I was just standing. I, I wasn't scared, <laughs> but it was just really weird because clear as day, someone was walking into the lift. It was a guy. looked yeah. like he worked there, but there was no one inside. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it black black? No, it wasn't. It was wearing just like normal navy blue kind of t-shirt longish yeah. hair like guy's hair not very tall yeah. the next day actually my best friend's dad she's also my colleague passed away oh so i don't know okay. whether that has anything to do with it because she has a lot of issues with dreams and her dad used to have the same nightmare problems as well so i don't know it's a theory yeah. but yeah. it was just a very strange there's a thing near the column four runners where you can see something like that and then the next day you know it's uh Something will happen to somebody close to you, so they could, they could have, yeah, they could have been a forerunner. What you should do is to check see if there's any uh, any incidents of anything like that happening in that yeah. place in, in the lift. You know, if anybody sort of passed away going to the lift, or mm. you know, just may have seen that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That building has a lot of stories. Um, yeah, <laughs> but... <laughs> is it an old building? Uh, not very old, but I think it was built on like. I mean, I'm not really sure, but what I've heard is like, I think it was built like on a swamp or something, or something like that. And um, yeah, I mean, there were there were a lot of things that happened in that building itself, but it's been cleansed a couple of times. So, wow. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's something, man. If they've had to clean, cleanse it a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we've yeah. we've we've all had experiences actually in the building, like all the announcers. So mm-hmm. but what about you, Mom? You said you had a you had one story, which that's not <laughs> true. My my story is a long time ago actually, when I first came to Malaysia. And the first time I came to Malaysia was in about nineteen eighty-two. And actually I it's just um I you know granddad's house where they eat outside and you can see the window you see through the window mm-hmm. right so when I first came to Malaysia uh, we was eating outside there and I looked across and I could see somebody through the window and it was my brother Johnny yeah? oh wow yes <laughs> didn't I wow. tell you that before no you and never told me just, that one before well maybe I did but it was a long time ago and yeah he was there in his white t-shirt looking out the window at me I looked I just looked at him and he sort of just looked at me and sort of and then he turned around and walked away. Wow. This was where? Where was the window? Yeah, through the window in Malaysia. In, um, oh, okay, sorry. What we call yeah. Callista's granddad's house, yeah. Because uh, in Malaysia, we eat outside, like over a roof area, and then the house is there. Because it's hot, right? So people eat outside. So we was eating outside, and I just looked over, yeah, and Johnny was in the window looking Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. That must have been nice for you then. It was, yeah. At the time, yeah. I thought, he's checking up to see if I'm safe in a strange yeah, country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It had only been about a year. I think it was about a year since we lost him. It was, you know, I hadn't got the kids then. It was my first time in Malaysia. Yeah. 1982. Yeah. Was bit, it was that was a big trip Johnny. on your own, too, in a sense. It's yeah. a big trip like yeah. that, you know. And yeah. 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 And it was yeah. definitely you, Johnny, definitely. 100% it was Johnny. Oh, yeah. Did, did that make you feel like he was, like, saying, uh, like, approval? Like, Yeah, yeah. I wasn't scared. I just thought, he's checking up on me to make sure I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. That's what I find, yeah. like, with me. It bothers me to a degree because of, you know, what I do with the, you know, the paranormal and stuff like that. I've had no contact from any of the family that's gone over to the other side i can't do a like an automatic writing because i know i already know everything about them so they can't tell me anything i think oh do you know what i mean yeah. so it's uh, yeah no i've had no visitations from anyone and i i kind of you know you kind of think with what i do i want one yeah yeah but, true true yeah you know, it's just yeah, yeah. But I, oh, I'm so yeah. pleased you got Johnny to visit you. That was awesome. That was actually something that Emma said, but she was saying like certain things she doesn't want to upset certain family members because she doesn't want them to think like, oh, how come you've had a visit in my haven't? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there were a couple I of... I can understand that, yeah, yeah. But, he, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. for me, for yeah. me, it's, uh, yeah, great. If, you, if you've seen one of the family, let us all know because uh, it's, it's validation yeah. for all of us too. But but didn't yeah. you have uh, was was that not you then who saw in the window? Remember, you sent a picture once. Hey. Oh, oh. Um, no, uh, Uncle Wally, you sent a picture of like a window. Oh, was it? Or maybe it was Uncle Barry then? Oh, no, that was that Uncle was, Barry. He saw Nan. Barry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. saw. You saw your Nan. Yeah, Mum. Yep. And there was like yeah. three different people, right? That's right. Yeah. That was Barry. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we were kids, we always heard a lot of stories, especially from Dad. You know, Dad Wally. Yeah, he used yeah, to call. Uh, he had his uh, he had his mate Charlie on the stairs. Remember? Yep. He always used to say, "Say hello to Charlie on your way up." <laughs> on your way up, yeah, yeah. That was in Springfield Street, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Yeah. You remember? Say he hello. also had that. He also had this thing when he was he was um, his father 
who I'm named after, Walter Richard Williams, which would be his dad's dad. He died in up in Scapa Flow and during the war. And uh, Dad one night was uh, lying in his bed. He, I don't think he was too well. Uh, anyway, yeah. according to Dad, his dad turned up in all his uniform and everything and standing right at the bottom of the bed and says to Dad, okay, well, come on now, come with me now. And Dad turns around and says, oh, no, no. He said, I'm not going yet. He said, well, that's your time. I'm not going yet. He said, okay. <laughs> and the ghost left. <laughs> And, yeah. this is, and this is when he, when he came out, that, this is when we found out that Dad was a bloody medium and didn't tell anybody. Yeah, that's the medium, he yeah. I say he wasn't a practising medium, but he definitely, uh, no. he's definitely where we get all our stuff from. Like Emma was saying, um, it seems like we all experience similar things, even if they're not in the same place or the same country. Yep. Even. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Like when we talk about an old woman, like, you know, like yeah. I haven't seen an old woman, but... Every time I have like readings or whatever, they always tell me I've got a guardian angel who's a woman who passed in our family. No idea who oh. it is, well, but yeah. Yeah. there's something yeah. about like what well, he said. There's something about a woman <laughs> in our family. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to say this is not not family related, but me and mom have a, a story that was pretty much the same. Remember back in Sigama? Oh, the one where somebody grabbed my leg. Yeah, and somebody grabbed my waist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I was lying in bed and uh, somebody suddenly grabbed my leg really hard. I turned and said to look, what's he doing? And he's fast asleep with his back to me. So I don't wow. know who grabbed my leg. Yeah, but he was and fast asleep and he's got his back to me as well. And she only told this and story it, once we had moved out. And then I also told yeah. my story and Oliver was like witness to it. Oliver's been witness to a lot of my um, experiences. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. so I got with a woman who used to uh, follow, follow us upstairs, me and Barry, when we used to go to bed in, uh, in Musgrave Road. Uh, it was yeah. only after we left that place that Dad told us, oh, yes, I see you follow you up every night. <laughs> but yeah, with like all this yeah. stuff going on. When yeah. for me, it was the same thing. Like I, I woke up. To someone like squeezing my waist and could feel the finger imprints and everything and i turned yeah. around to hit oliver because i thought it was him because he likes to be annoying i turned around and oliver's back was facing me so we both had a similar yeah. situation but we just didn't know we had the same thing happen yeah all right so i'm on with my cousin emma who we kind of grew up together before i obviously had to leave the country and we've all had kind of like our spooky experiences, right? Yes, we do. <laughs> so what, what would you say was the most creepiest thing that happened to you? I wouldn't say creepy, but the most sticks out the most for me is the one where obviously Lisa was there as well at our Nanny Williams's house. I mean, we always had vibes with Nanny Williams's house. I mean, you were quite young, if you remember. I mean, obviously, I remember you really well there. You don't know, you always had a bit of a heebie-jeebies going around Nan's I did. Sometimes. No, I did. We oh, all did. did. Okay. I don't know if you remember if you were young. I don't know if you remember. Um, we all didn't really want to go to the toilet on our own. And uh, and then, we, we, you know, Nanny had passed. Uh, bless our Nan. She had passed and Karen had the house. And I went there for dinner with Lisa. So we went for tea. Karen's in the kitchen. And something made my head just turn. And I seen a black shadow walking, arms the lot. No way you could deny what it was. It was a human shape. And Lisa's looked at me and she went, what have you just seen? Oh, I've just seen a black shadow. She went, I know I have. <laughs> so we, I went, Karen, Karen, who's in the house? 
Lisa's just so calm. Just for context, Lisa is Emma's sister, who we will have on the podcast as well. And yeah. Karen is our aunt, who yes. swears she's never really had any creepy stories, but I don't know whether I believe her or not. So... Yeah, I think they did. I think um, they, they think Uncle Wally went round Nan's house and done a few checks one day, you know, with the orbs. But it's quite rare that you get two people seeing a an apparition shadow at the same time. I mean, I mean, I'd say it wasn't. It was more than a shadow, but it had no. It was more than a shadow. It was a, like a dense black do do. I can't describe it because I'm on video. But it, I turned my head and it was a torn. The hands were moving in like that position, so walking it was going like that so when you told karen like did she just like go and check just in case it was someone in the house no she just said it's uncle johnny or darren but we don't know that That, that's something we don't know but i think karen found comfort in that but we don't it could be i don't that's something we don't know there was no recognized face thing it come from nan's room as well so it come from it actually walked out of a room and went straight into the coat rack clear as day but when you told her she wasn't like no no, she wasn't phased at all. She's like, oh, yeah, it's probably only Johnny or Darren. That or means she must have seen it before. Yes, I reckon so. I mean, the, the shadow person, Chloe and Lola had seen him. It's a male. That's one thing we're sure of. It's male. Chloe has said that she's seen him too. Not, not at Nanny Williams's house or other places. So That's what I was going to say. It, something with that well it's not something you go out because are you classed as crazy aren't you or yeah yeah of course did you, yeah, yeah. It? Did you feel it you've got all the, the the stigma against something like that but we have seen it and there's no other way we're not like it, it was there mm-hmm. i had a witness my own sister and i seen it and i felt it and he weren't scared of it i was shocked. i was like oh what was that? And uh, and I, I did, I did, you know, but I didn't feel like it would harm me in any way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I definitely seen it, and there's no, there's no denying. Can you look after my mom? But it was a dream. It was definitely a dream. I know the difference. Then the next day, I've gone downstairs and um, with Chloe, and she's gone, Mom, your friend with the same nines on top of the stairs, and uh, she said hello, and I was like, Rrr. so your stomach and it goes in. I was like, huh. So I went, I went out and I was like, what does she look like? And she was like, she didn't say any more, couldn't describe her. So I don't know what she's seen. Um, I didn't see it, but I felt it. And I went to my mum and went, ooh, tell me, mum. <laughs> yeah. Chloe was only like, what? Three, oh, three at the time, in the middle of our beds. Yeah, just, you know, as, as, as it is. And then, uh, and then another experience I've had was with my granddad, Dickie, and I was a child then. So I was about seven or eight when he died and I didn't understand it. I was very close to him. He's my Irish granddad. And um, I get upset a little bit because, you know, I didn't understand it at the time. But he opened the door while I'm staying at my nan's and he opened the door and he come in and he, had been, and he was dead. So I don't know how to explain that. So I'm screaming the place down. Uh, he opened the door. The only reason what woke me up was him opening the door and it went, went around the carpet. Don't forget, these was, this was in the 80s uh-huh. when the thing different. Anyway, when I screamed, my nan said, get into bed with me. All I could hear was shuffling up the stair, up the hallway, where that's what my granddad used to shuffle because he had kidney cancer. And then my nan told me that she's seen him too. And uh, he walked straight through into the living room and to the kitchen. But my nan's no longer here now to share the story. But she didn't dismiss me. She didn't dismiss me and said, oh, Emma, I see all in your head. She said, no, Emma, um, I've seen him as well. 
you might notice this name from Emma's stories earlier on. This is actually Emma's sister, my cousin Lisa, the one who she had that experience with where they saw the same thing. So I don't know how that works, but what was your side of the story? So we were around Karen's um, and that the house is set up the way it is. Karen was in the kitchen, so she was nowhere in the picture. She was away from me in the kitchen making us dinner. And we were sat in the living room and I was sat in a chair that faced the door leading out of the living room. And immediately out of the door is the corridor, kitchen to the left, front door right ahead of you at the end of the corridor. But just before you get to the front door, if you turned right, there was another bedroom. It was a big house and there was sort of the downstairs bedroom. So that was sort of tucked up a little a little alcove. Mm-hmm. And then to the left, directly opposite, was like a little cloak. I wouldn't call it a cloak room. It was just a little cutout where we put the coats and shoes and all that. It couldn't get anywhere. It didn't go anywhere. Emma was in the living room and she was sort of the other end of the living room. So couldn't see the door. I was sat in the doorway, but I was facing her and the doorway was sort of here. And you know, when you just have that flash at the side corner of your eye and you're like, what's that? And I turned and I looked and I saw a sort of a shadowy figure and it was a tall figure which made me straight away think it's a man. And it was as if they were walking from the bedroom across into where these coats were. It wasn't outside. It was definitely inside. I remember it being dark. It must have been winter or autumn because it was dark outside. Nanny's front door was actually on the side of her house. So if anybody was walking past, they would have had to have been coming to the house. You, you couldn't walk past her front door unless you were actually coming to the house. Okay. And nobody had locked the door, so it couldn't have been anybody outside. And, and the shadow definitely looked like it was inside. And anyway, he just passed from one side to the other as if they were walking past. And I just looked and I turned back and I carried on conversation. I didn't say anything at all to Emma. I'm a logical thinker. There's got to be a logical explanation for what, what that is. And I'm not going to sit there and go, I've just seen, oh my God, what have you, <laughs> I just seen? Because I, I have to process it myself. I can come to the realisation that that is perfectly logical and there's an explanation for it. So I never said anything. Anyway, a period of time passed. We'd moved around and now Emma was sat in this chair. And I was, I remember being leant up against the window um, and we were having a conversation. And um, Emma was a little bit more. I don't want to say dramatic. We know that Emma's a bit dramatic, but she was a little bit more obvious. So she had obviously seen something, but she turned more obviously to sort of look at what it was. And you could see on her face that she was a bit like, what, what's going on? And then she turned back, and I don't think she was going to say anything. She, she sort of turned back to carry on the conversation. And I went, what did you just say? And she sort of looked at me as if to say, you know? And she said, I saw a shadow. I went, of what? She said, I don't know. It looked like a man. And I went, I think it was probably 20 minutes between. I went, I saw it exactly the same when I was sat there. So we had this sort of like moment of, oh my God, what have we just seen? You know, Karen! (laughs) Running and shouting Karen to come out the kitchen. And she was like, oh yeah, you know, it's probably so-and-so or so-and-so, you know. It just didn't phase her at all. That room, uh, you know, he always sort of had a bit of an air of a, mm. a vibe in there anyway. And yeah, it, I mean, that was it. That was it. But the fact that we both, without even talking about it, we both saw the exact same thing, doing it, doing the exact same, walking from one place to, to the other. Just weird. It was really, really weird. The way Emma told it, I think she might have thought you saw it at the same time as her. Oh, right. No, yeah. I definitely saw it first because I remember not sat. I remember thinking I ain't saying anything about that. And it was only because she did this obvious head turn 
And I was mm. like, what have you seen? I, I genuinely, there's two things that I remember as if they happened yesterday, and that's one of them. It's going to be interesting when you both listen to each other's retelling of the story. Yeah. It's kind of similar, but there are like, like I said, it, from her perspective, it sounds like she thought it was um, at the same time. No, definitely yeah. not. And we've never talked about it. We obviously we did then. And if ever she goes, Oh, do you remember that time when? And I'll go, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've never actually sat and had a conversation since really about it. So I, I was genuinely interested to hear how because it was a long, long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And this would be this would have been probably following the the sort of that when we when we lost Nanny and we lost we lost Darren. Um, so it would have been back then. So what, ninety eight time? Yeah, around ninety eight. So it's a very, very long time ago. There's certain things that I just remember, and I do remember that as if it was yesterday. I can, I even remember what Karen cooked us for dinner. Like that time, much I remember it. It's just fixed in my brain. And then you had another story that you wanted to tell that you said really stuck out to you as well. Yeah, I guess what was quite significant about this one is it involved Jane, uh, our cousin Jane. The circumstances around her, her passing was obviously quite quite tragic and we, we, we obviously know all of that. But uh, what was significant is where. So she passed away in Ibiza. Um, and interestingly, I actually had a holiday booked to Ibiza, um, pretty much almost the same place. And it was a bit of a, do I go, do I go and go? It was, I think, about three or four months later. And I was toying with whether I should even go or not, and I, I ultimately decided to go. So the the night before my flight, I had a daytime flight, so it was a early night to go to bed, to get up and refreshed for, for, for the flight. And um, I went to bed as normal, not a problem. I don't have a problem with flying, so I wasn't, like, nervous or anything about that. But I, it was just a really unrestful night. So it started off, I was in bed and my side of the bed was by the window and I was lying there and I kept on feeling the curtains sort of floating sort of up as if the wind was blowing it. I'm lying there thinking I've left the window open, right? So frustrated with myself because once I'm in bed, I don't like getting out of bed. Um, I got bed to close the window and the windows were closed. And so it was one of those, I must be drifting into a dream world and I've kind of got myself confused so I got back into bed and I started I could feel myself drifting off at the time and I say at the time I'd still do it now my mobile phone is my alarm clock as I think it is for many people yeah um, and I've always had it at the side of my bed my bed was a wooden framed bed and I just got the sense that it was being moved what I felt at the time was really really annoyed because whatever it was was stopping me from going to sleep and I remember slamming my hand down on top of my phone to sort of stop this whatever it was it didn't occur to me that this is weird I just was thinking stop it whatever you're doing stop it I'm trying to go to sleep so I slammed my hand down on my phone and then I started drifting off again and then I started feeling as if somebody had got the bottom of my duvet and was flapping it up so basically something was trying to get my attention and I was so frustrated and as I say I was tired I knew I had to get up early for this flight at this point I literally just sat up and went, what? And at the bottom of my bed was Jane, stood there, as if she was just uh, stood there. No words. She was just staring at me. And I just stared at her. I knew exactly who it was, exactly who it was. And she just stared at me, all calm, all peaceful. I was calm. I was peaceful. All this anger and frustration that I'd been woken up had gone. And I just, I don't know, it was that kind of peaceful understanding. There was just a sense of understanding. 
and she just looked at me and I just looked at her. I then glanced over to the bedroom door and my mum was stood in the doorway and obviously my mum's still with us. Um, But she was looking directly at Jane. She didn't look at me. She didn't turn to look at me. She didn't focus on anything else in the room. She just looked at Jane. And I looked back and and Jane was still staring at me. Um, She was just peaceful. She had a little smile on her face. Not smiling, but she was... She didn't seem sad or angry or anything. She just seemed calm and at peace. Uh, and I just looked at her and I sort of lay back down and I put my blanket over me and I just went back. I went to sleep and I had such a restful night then. I woke up feeling really, really refreshed and like, you know what, I'm going on holiday. I didn't say anything to anybody. Again, one of those, what what happened last mm. night, you must have it must have been a dream what a weird dream and obviously I guess what was significant for me is the fact that I was flying out to Ibiza which is where she passed away I got to the airport and um, it was a daytime flight everything went really really smoothly we got boarded on time we got on the plane we took off and then 30 minutes into the flight we got an announcement for us to buckle our belts so we were like okay you know it's obviously going to be a bit of turbulence or whatever uh, and then a few minutes later, we got told uh, that we were heading back to Birmingham Airport. So they were turning us round and they were going back to the airport. And the technical problem is uh, one of the engines had blown up while we were flying. Now, you can fly on one engine, but at the start of the flight, it's not wise because if anything happens to the other engine, then you've got nothing. Yeah. But because it was so early on in the flight, the, the engine had failed. That's why they turned us round. We went back inside. We ended up, ultimately, it was a nine-hour delay. Uh, they had to fly another aircraft in in order to fly us out. All this time, I'm sitting there thinking, was Jane just sort of, was that a bit of a warning? Like, last night, was she sort of, like, highlighting something to me? We got on the plane. We flew to Ibiza. Uh, again, never said anything to anybody. When I came back, I mentioned it to my mum, like, how was the holiday? Da, da, da. And I said, oh, I had a, the weirdest dream before I went and I explained what that dream was um, and she agreed you know how 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 odd and then the next time she saw Auntie Patty she mentioned it to her and Patty was like not a dream it wasn't a dream she came to you uh, but Auntie Patty said something that you know whether you believe it or not I just think it's quite a nice thing to think of and she said that everybody in this world has a guardian angel whether they're alive or you know not alive and it was her theory that my mum was Jane's and that's why in my dream whatever it was she was staring at Jane. She didn't look at me. She didn't mm. once look at me, give, paid me no attention. Um, but Jane was just staring at me. My mum was staring at Jane. It was Patty's belief that perhaps my mum was there to sort of help Jane sort of find her way, you know, or whatever it was. I, I, I have questioned why me? Why did she come to my dream and, and come and see me? Because it's not like before she passed away, we were incredibly close. Um, you know, we didn't speak regularly. Uh, but yeah, that was. That was what happened. Mm. And is that like the only time you've had, especially like family related experiences? Emma had to remind me of this. When me and Emma first left home, we got a flat together. Oh, okay. And uh, Emma uh, did a bit of a stint doing some caring work for the elderly, but specifically in their own home. So she used to go to their houses and she would like look after them, make them lunch, uh, take them do a bit of shopping. So she was just an in-house carer. And one of her charges was a, an elderly lady called Gladys. And, you know, I remember her talking about Gladys a lot and, and talked about her very, very fondly. Uh, I've never met, I'd never met the woman, obviously. That was Emma's job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and unfortunately, she did pass away. She was an old elderly lady and she did pass away. 
And I remember one night I was in my flat uh, that I shared with Emma and I was in bed and I remember hearing kind of like a shuffly noise up and down the hallway outside my bedroom. My bedroom was next door to Emma's bedroom. And I was thinking, what's that? But we lived in a flat and you do hear noises. Mm -hmm. I didn't really think anything of it. And then the next thing, what I saw was an old woman enter my room and sit on the end of my bed. Didn't know her, didn't know who it was, didn't think anything of it. Mentioned it to Emma the next day. And uh, like, oh, weirdest thing, weirdest dream. Again, I, to me, they're always dreams, you know, whether they are or they're not, I don't know. But they're, they're, I always describe them as I had the weirdest dream. And uh, so I was telling Emma and she was like, oh, well, you know, who was it? I was like, I don't I don't know. It wasn't my nan. It wasn't my other nan who had, who had passed away either. And she was like, well, what did she look like? And I was like, she had uh, grey curls and was wearing a necklace. And the way in which I described her, Emma was like, oh, my God, that's Gladys. You've just described Gladys. And I was like, why is she coming to see me? Well, I've got nothing to do with her. And she was like, well, she always used to get confused. And my sister was like, she's got she's got confused. She's come to see me and she's got the wrong room. <laughs> because, you know, she was always a confused lady. So even though I didn't know her, there's an element of a personal connection there because obviously of Emma. And then obviously there was the situation in, in Karen's when Jane. So they've all been really personal for me. I don't think I've ever experienced. I remember staying at Nanny's house when I was little, and this is obviously when Nanny was still with us. And um, there must have been some sort of party or something going on because we stayed over. Mm-hmm. And I remember staying over in one of the bedrooms, and I think I shared the room with my mum. I don't know where my dad or Emma was, but I know that I was definitely in there, and I'm sure it was my mum. And I remember having a weird feeling in the bedroom. I don't really know what it was. I, I I vaguely recall seeing, again, image, shadow, figure. I wasn't scared, just didn't really know. And I remember being, it was, again, it was a really unrestful night, so I didn't sleep much. Never said anything, I was only little. And again, when I've told that story afterwards, as I've got older, before I've even finished it, they've all gone, oh, yeah, bedroom next to the bathroom. I'm like that, yeah. So I don't know whether there's something in that room that other people have also experienced because they seem, before I'd even told the story, they uh-huh. seem to know exactly what bedroom I'm referring to. I got the shivers so many times during these recordings because I just know that they are true because they're some things that I've experienced myself as well and like I said there is that family link that I didn't want to believe for the longest time but right now I can't deny that it's there so that was the end of episode one I'm gonna bring on more of my cousins I've got my aunt coming on as well that will be in episode two in a couple of weeks time so thank you for joining us on the seaweed with Callista and I'll see you next time the seaweed with Callista